there, this is Jen Wade, part of the core team here at Springs Church. We just want to say thank you so much for joining us and listening to our podcast. We are praying that it encourages you and it inspires you. And if you'd like to find out more about Springs Church, please visit our website, springschurch.co.uk. Here's today's message. Amen. Well, I'm just going to take a, a few minutes just to bring a message this morning. The, the, the job of the message on a Sunday morning should do at least three things, or Sunday afternoon, whenever you're churching. And it should be three things at least. It should be to encourage, to comfort, but also to urge us forward in our lives. And so over these next few minutes, I'm just going to bring some thoughts together to comfort, to encourage, and to urge us forward in our lives. Thank you again for being here this morning. This is wonderful. Uh, for some of you, uh, this, is like, this is the normal thing. Like Church is your thing. This is what you do week after week. For some of you, you're like, this is the last place I want to be. What are you laughing at? That's awkward. For some of you, you're like, this was the last place I wanted to be, but I'm a little bit confused as to why I'm enjoying this this morning. And, uh, and so we just want to say you're so, so very, very welcome. And uh, yeah, it's good to have you. It's good to have you. You may have noticed that buildings don't build people. People build buildings. We need to be really clear about something here. You haven't gone to uh, church this morning. You've gathered with the church. The church is the people. This is a church building, but buildings don't build anyone up. People build one another up, and that's what the church is. And, and I'm really excited to watch Axel James grow alongside all the other kids and all of us older ones and, and, uh, and just see what God does in our lives and in our community as we grow up together in the things of God. It's really exciting. So good. If, uh, if you're ever confused about Christianity and you wish you just had like a, a trademark to just coin it, what's he all about? It is the words of Jesus. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Get those two things right, you're laughing, mate. You're going to be just fine. Love God and love people. Jesus bursts onto the scene about 30 AD. Should be coming up on the screen. And he says this in Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time has come. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Now, you might have heard that being shouted at you at some kind of city center situation. But Jesus was the first person to say that. He comes onto the scene uh, at the age of 30. And the first message he gives is this. World, the time has come. The kingdom of God is not far away. The kingdom of God has come near. And he says, believe the good news, which suggests to me there must have been some bad news about God. Ever heard any bad news about churches? Uh-huh. Ever, heard any, ever met any hypocritical Christians? <laughs> Ain't we all? Right? But Jesus said, it's time to believe the good news. And so we've got to ask ourselves, what is the good news? Can I, can I give you some good news this morning? Is that okay? You might not believe, you might be hearing this for the first time, but this is what we believe as a church. The good news is this. It turns out God is real. Wow. It turns out that God loves you and loves me. It turns out that God is not far off. It turns out that he's very near. It turns out that when someone believes in Jesus and who he is and believes his words and takes them to heart, he puts his Holy Spirit in a person's life so that we can know for all time that we are not forgotten to God. That's good news, isn't it? It turns out that God has plans to rescue us no matter the situation. 
It turns out that God has got life-giving, awesome plans for every single man, woman, and child on planet Earth. This is good news. It turns out we matter more to God than we ever realized. Wow. Jesus himself, he said some phenomenal things about himself and about what he would do. He said seven I am statements. He wanted people to know what he was about. So he started by saying, I'm the bread of life. In other words, let me bring fullness to your soul. He said, I'm the light of the world. In other words, let me switch the light on, come out of the dark. He said, I am the door. You want to know God? Let me introduce you to him, says Jesus. He said, I am the good shepherd. If you put your life in my hand, I'll protect you. I'll look after you. I'll nourish you. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. He's saying, let me pull you out of the dirt of this world and bring you into a life everlasting. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He said to some fellows on a beachside one day, he says, follow me, and they did. And he gave them direction, and he's been saying, follow me to the world for the, next, for the last 2,000 years. And then he says this at the end, he says, I am the vine. You know the grape-type vines? I am the vine. What's he saying? He's saying, listen, faith in me connects you to God. Your life wrapped up in God and God's life grafted into yours, that's the kind of life I've got for you. This was the good news that Jesus was bringing. In, the, in another, uh, another gospel called John, in chapter 5 and verse 24, Jesus says this, he says, Very truly, I tell you. In other words, I'm not messing about, I mean it. Very truly, I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be judged, but has crossed over from death to life. Isn't that an incredible thing to say? He's saying the kind of words that no one else could ever say. Jesus said, did you notice he used the word whoever? Not the perfect ones, the righteous ones, the ones with all their ducks in a row, the ones that have got life all sorted. He said, whoever, doesn't matter who you are, man, woman, or child, doesn't matter who you are, whoever believes in me will cross over from death to life. Wow, some pretty huge statements. On this day and in this building, as this family of God joins with the family and friends of George, Amelia, and Axel James, I think we can all agree with this phrase, family matters. Anyone agree with that? Family matters. On Wednesday, we moved out of our house after 15 years, didn't we, babe? We put all of our stuff into storage because the new house isn't ready for a few weeks. And so this week, family has really mattered. Otherwise, we'd be out on the street. Right now, we are living at our in-laws, well, my in-laws, and I love it. I don't think I, don't think I want to go. I haven't had to make the kids pack lunches. It's amazing. I'm yet to do my own washing. Can't let my mother-in-law do my pants, can I? That's just, it's not on, is it? It's not on. <laughs> Family matters. Family matters. Family matters to us all hugely. We can all agree that there's nothing on earth more precious than having a great family. It's true, isn't it? 
If you've been blessed with a great family, you know how precious family is. But also, if you've not been blessed with a great family, you know how precious it must be to have a good family. You with me? Family gives us love, devotion, protection, companionship, a sense of self and belonging. We all need that, right? But also family gives us a sense of who we are, identity. It puts values into us. Family gives us a name. I don't know about you, but I'd do anything for a beloved family member, wouldn't you? I'd do anything. I want to encourage you that we're in good, com- good company with God today. Because to God, family really matters. To God, this family really matters. To God, your family really, really matters. Again, a thousand years before Jesus, a guy called David knew how, how good God was to families. He said in Psalm 68 verse 6, he says that God sets the lonely in families. God cares. Family matters. God's heart for you and God's heart for me is that you would not be alone and isolated in this life, but that you would be found in love and in a place of belonging. The scripture we read earlier says that anyone who puts their faith in God, anyone who puts their faith in God, becomes a new person. The scriptures describe God as a heavenly father. You ever heard that? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The scriptures describe God as a father. And if your heavenly father is the king of heaven, the creator, preserver, guardian, and protector of your life, if your heavenly father is the king of heaven, you're going to be all right. You're going to be just okay. To God, his sons and his daughters matter. And this church family, is, it's the family of God. It's what we call the church, it's the family of God. And the family of God is different to the families of earth. It's not dependent on blood or marriage or long friendships. The family of God is dependent on people having Father God. And it doesn't matter where you come from, or what colour you are, or what background you have, or whether you've been far away from God or near to God, if God is your Father, me and you, we're in family. We share the same Heavenly Father. Family matters. I want to encourage you today that Father God is not an absent father. He's very present. He's very present and full of compassion. A little after Jesus went back to heaven, there was this guy called the Apostle Paul. Apostle just means a guy who was sent out to go and tell the world about the message of Jesus. And, and there's a whole bunch of new Christians in, in a place in Turkey called, uh, called uh, Ephesus. Has anyone been to Ephesus? You ever done a, a, a tour when you've been on holiday in Turkey? Yeah, a couple of people. So, so there's this bunch of new Christians in Ephesus. And, and the Apostle Paul, he, he writes to them because he's trying to help them understand what God is like and what God does to a person's soul, what he does for a person's life. It's going to come up on the screen. You can read it with me. It says, this is what Paul says. He he says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us for adoption, to himself 
as sons through and uh, as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of His will, to the praise of His glorious grace, and which He has blessed us in the beloved. That's Jesus. So in Him we have redemption by His blood. We have forgiveness of our trespasses or sins, according to the riches of His grace, which He has lavished upon us. In all wisdom and insight, he's made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him, we have obtained an inheritance. Does that sound good to you? Having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. And in God, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, that's the good news, and believed it, you were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of God's glory. There's a few words that kick out of that verse to me, and the first word is this, adoption. Did you notice the word adoption? I don't know about you, but I reckon adoption is just about one of the most beautiful things one human can do for another human. Anyone else? I think it's absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. You've got a child without a parent and without a family, and then they're chosen and brought into a brand new family with parents devoted to love them and raise them as their own. That's amazing. The adopted child, as they're adopted, are released from the world they were born into, released from a life that was harmful, and then grafted into a brand new family. Isn't that beautiful? The parents doing the adopting are completely aware of the child's background, the challenges that child has faced, the hurt of that child has faced. And when they adopt that child, that child is given a new name, a brand new future. That child, once adopted, has all the legal rights of any naturally given child. Adoption is pretty amazing, isn't it? I've always been impressed by adoption. I have three adopted cousins. And I always grew up knowing that my cousins had been adopted. And I always knew that my auntie and uncle were absolute heroes. I knew that they'd taken my cousins as babies from the harmful situation that they were in and raised them up, literally gave them a brand new start. I think adoption is amazing. That scripture said that in love, God had already planned that everyone could have the opportunity to be adopted into the family of God. Isn't that incredible? And how do you end up becoming an adopted kid in the family of God? The Apostle Paul, writing to some other mates in a place called Galatia, says, For you are all children of God simply through faith in Jesus Christ. Wow. So what, what we're being taught this morning is in the moment that we put our faith in God, like George and Amelia have put their faith in God, in that moment, what follows is we are adopted into the family of God, and those are the words we heard, redemption, forgiveness, grace, wisdom, insight, purpose, and inheritance is given to us. What kind of inheritance has God got for me then? Because I fancy some new swag. I, I fancy a new house, a new car. The inheritance that God has for us is for now and for the life to come. The inheritance he has for us right now is every blessing that he is willing to pour out on our lives. If you're sick, he wants to heal you. 
if your mind is troubled, he wants to get rid of those clouds. He's got such a wonderful inheritance for us this side of eternity. But the greater inheritance is this. That when we put our faith in Jesus, we don't ever have to fear what's on the other side. Because we know whose we are. We know who we belong to. We know who our Heavenly Father is. And if he's the King of Heaven, we're going to be all right. This is the Christian gospel. This is what we believe. When somebody who had no faith in God comes to faith because of what he has done for us, there's an adoption that takes place. That person without God becomes a child of God. That lost soul has a devoted Heavenly Father. Somebody who puts their faith in God has their soul released from their past and brought into a brand new future. And so I just want to finish this morning by honestly and genuinely asking the question, do you know where your soul belongs today? Do you know where your soul belongs today? You may never have heard anything like this before, but I promise it's all Bible. It's not made up. It's amazing. And in this moment today, as we finish in prayer, we're going to sing again in a sec. There's no reason why you couldn't, if you wanted to, say, all right, God, I'll put my faith in you. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you allowed yourself to be sent here to tell us the good news of Jesus. It turns out that you love us and that you're for us. And when we put our faith in you, God, that you adopt us as your own. And our souls are never lost. Never. Thank you, God, that your inheritance for us today from this moment, as we put our faith in you today, God, that you want to bless us with every spiritual blessing and we can have a hope in our hearts that can never be taken away, the hope of salvation and heaven with you. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 Thanks again for listening. To hear more of our messages, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast channel for past preachers. If you feel like you got something out of today's message, why not share it with your friends and spread the good news of Jesus? We are praying for you. We love you. So please, if you need anything at all, check out springschurch.co.uk. God bless.